for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome back in. How are you? Thanks for being here. Always appreciate that. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. We're back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Hot one today on this Tuesday edition. We are brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. When it comes to getting great care, it's Black Hills Urgent Care, where me and my family go. As a matter of fact, Paid them a few visits this summer already. They take care of you, get you back up to speed. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Two locations in Rapid City, Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road on the west side. Open seven days a week. Really easy to get in. Convenient, great care for you. And I always schedule on my phone before I go. Avoid any wait there in the lobby. You can get right in, bhucare.com. Remember that, bhucare.com with the letter U. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. And getting us off to a start on a hot Tuesday. Great guest lineup. Let's look at it. Let's get after it. Some thought-provoking sports talk. Uh, have some fun. A little conversation. Nothing. No, Nobody gets hurt, right? Nobody gets hurt here. Uh, Mike Walls coming up, former Packers offensive lineman. We'll take a look at the NFL season season uh, ahead. The headline coming out of the NFL uh, this afternoon is potentially a year ban for Deshaun Watson. We'll get some reaction. Mike Wall coming up, former Packers offensive lineman. Now his company processed to perform. We'll take a look as the, he's, he was an offensive lineman for Favre and the Packers. How many fights did he get into in, in training camp? That was our question of the day yesterday. I got an email said, hey, Nate, Fights are okay in NFL training camp. They've been happening since the 50s, man. It's it's just everybody gets in fights. It's hot. We're tired of each other, the whole thing. We'll ask Mike Wall that question. I wonder which side uh, he's going to be on. Mike Wall coming up talking NFL. We are going to get into this story. Um, the Big Ten media rights landscape is changing, and it's a pretty big headline. And I don't know how much money is going to be spent on Big Ten media rights but it looks to be a lot, and ESPN's out of the running. They're gone. How's this whole landscape? Where are we going to watch the Big Ten? Where are we going to watch the SEC, the whole thing? A.J. Perez is in tonight, front office sports senior reporter, live from New York. We'll talk to him, front office sports senior reporter on tap. Matt Zimmer's going to join us from Sioux Falls. He was at uh, Jackrabbits Media Day today, covers South Dakota State football. The Jackrabbits in the preseason top 25 in the FCS. Where are they ranked? Where's uh, John Stigelmeyer, who we get on this show every week during the season? Where are the Jackrabbits and Coach Stig going to be in the landscape of the FCS in the top 25? The rankings are out today. Matt Zimmer on tap from Sioux Falls. Cody Tucker drops by. Wyoming Cowboys beat writer, 7220sports.com. Checking in from Polk's camp as they get set to go to Illinois in a couple of weeks. And finally, on the high school front, we're stopping by each school that we can here. We've done Stevens. We're getting uh, uh, down the the list here. We'll go St. Thomas Moore. We'll go Central today. We're going to go Rapid City Christian and their new head coach, Matt McIntosh, as they renew a rivalry. Rapid City Christian, they've been nine-man football. They went 11-man last year. They'll stay 11-man now, and they get that uh, game that 
uh, they played a long time ago against St. Thomas More. An interesting matchup coming up in a few weeks. Matt McIntosh on tap, Rapid City Christian head football coach. So a busy show, local, regional, national. We've got you covered. The Nate Brown Show off and running on Fox Sports Rapid City. Joining us, uh, you can, if you want, get in on the show today, 720-1067. 720-1067. That's the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. And also the Barons Wilson text line, your takes, hot takes, all of them. We're all we, we accept them all. Barons Wilson text line 720-1067. Okay, it's that time of year. Okay. We don't hit on it a lot. You know, we, we pick and choose which uh, stories we're gonna cover here. But it's that time of year. There's there's drama, there's excitement, there's debate. Um, and it all and it all comes to a head here. It's that time of year. What time of year is it? Early August. I know we got training camp updates and we got this. You can only get so much training camp talk, right? I mean, we can only do so much training camp talk. This update, that update. We'll, we'll cover it all. But it's that time of year. What is it? Little League World Series time. Okay, so all these teams across the board now are trying to qualify for the Little League World Series. And I've got a couple of storylines, a couple of stories today, which I find really interesting. And one has exploded online with a debate of people reacting to this Little League League World Series qualifier, this regional that's going on. So right now, all the teams across the country, we had Sioux Falls went out to the Midwest Regional. They already got beat. So we've seen our teams from Rapid City make that and, and advance, right? Sioux Falls has done it as well, but they got beat. So Sioux Falls is out. But there's still really interesting storylines in Little League Baseball, and it's that time of year, and then people start, as I said, the drama, the debate. you got 12-year-old kids out there. Um, all the pressure, all the high stakes, they're on national TV, that, that whole thing. And so I've got two questions that I want to ask the audiences, and I want to start the show with it because it's, it's intriguing to me. Um, one is this. One is this. Video exploded um, today online. Video exploded, and you can find it. I'll just describe it to you. It's a radio show. I'll describe it to you. So video exploded. Oklahoma's playing Texas. This is Little League Baseball. Okay, these, these, all these kids are, are 12 years old, right, for the most part, right in that uh, age category. Little League Baseball, high-pressure stuff. They're trying to get to the Little League World Series. A trip to Williamsport, right? And, and um, that whole thing. So we, we all know how uh, commercialized this gets and, and the whole thing. That's not the debate I'm having. The debate I'm having today is this scene from Texas and Oklahoma. Here's what happens. The Texas pitcher drills the Oklahoma batter in the head. It's, it's uh, kind of a breaking ball that doesn't break. It's a typical baseball play. The pitcher pitches, the breaking ball doesn't break, catches the batter in the in the helmet, knocks him down, and then what happens is what's being debated. You have the social media moms who are saying this is one of the best things uh, they've seen, and others, by the way. There's others that are saying this is one of the great sportsmanship things we've seen in sports. What ensues after this play today, this, this game was going on earlier. And then you've got other people who said... This is the uh, typical reaction now of this 2022 world of we have to be um, we have to do this and this and everybody has to do this right and and this is uh, not good this is not good this is bad for sports there, there's two reactions what happens is this 
batter gets plunked in the head by a ball, goes down to first base. The pitcher from Texas who hit the guy in the head is really shaken up. This is a 12-year-old kid, really shaken up. He's got runners on. He just hit the guy in the head, and he's crying, and he's crying. The manager's coming out for Texas to, what, calm him down. As he does that, the batter who just got hit in the head leaves first base, walks out to the pitcher's mound, and gives that pitcher a couple of hugs. This is this is uh, pure amateur uh, for the love of the game sports, right? So so many people are saying, wait a second, this might be one of the, uh, if you want to call it cute, great sportsmanship, one of the most loving things you can see in sports. See, everybody can compete and play hard, but you still can have empathy and caring. I'm getting all these reactions today on, on online because I, I posted and I asked this question. So I'll ask you. When you, when you hear that, you descri- uh, I describe it, you watch the video, you can watch it. It'll be out there today. It's all over the place. I mean, this is probably going to make, like, the Today Show. I mean, I'm serious. They do, like, uh, they, they put feel-good stuff on the Today Show. So, batter gets hit, pitcher's crying, pitcher's upset. Uh, batter walks out to the mound, gives him a couple of hugs and says, you're fine, man. You're doing okay. Gives him a couple of hugs. You're doing fine. Uh, keep throwing strikes. You're doing good. Encouragement, hugs, the whole thing. And I ask you this question as I as I posted that video to Twitter. I said, do you think this is the ultimate good sportsmanship, or is this getting a little too over the top, a little too soft in the world of competition? And I've got quite a bit of reaction, by the way. So I'll ask you that question, and I'm watching it. Oklahoma Little Leaguer gets hit in the head, then goes and comforts the pitcher. Pitcher's crying, pitcher's upset, goes and comforts the pitcher. This will lead to my second question in this whole Little League um, atmosphere and 12-year-old kids under high pressure, high stakes, you know, playing a game like this and all the pressure that's on them. And maybe that's why the pitcher's crying, right? Maybe that's why he's upset. Not necessarily that he hit the kid in the head, but it, things are falling apart. I got the bases loaded. We, we could be in trouble here, and he's crying. The batter calms him down, gives him a couple of hugs. Your answer is what? Do you think it is good sportsmanship or have we, you know, and then they show a mom in the stand. She's crying, and she's, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's happy tears, by the way. I think it's happy tears. Here's the reaction that uh, I'm getting so far. Here's the reaction. Absolutely, yes, Nate, great sportsmanship. So much adults could learn from a moment like this. Another response. Great sportsmanship in this moment. Um, here's another one. Not soft at all. Compassion on a stage like this shows a lot of courage from this kid. Um, Look at this. Great sportsmanship. Kind does not mean soft or weak. Often takes courage to be kind, especially in public. That's all. That's that's the the numerous uh, replies I received today on the video. And then I see certain sports accounts. I see certain sports accounts, some pretty big uh, personalities, by the way. Some people have said, no, this isn't, this isn't how you want this to go. We, we've made this out to be now if a kid's having a tough time and, and he's in competition and, and it's a struggle, then it's up to the opposing team to even you know walk out on the field and comfort him and tell him it's going to be okay. There's people that are saying that goes down the other road too far. And by the way, that's why it's debatable. By, by the way, that's why I bring this up when you think about 
okay, we're in the world of sports. It's competing. It's high stakes. You're getting after it. Kids are kids. They're they're trying to learn emotions. They're trying to battle through things here. And now we've got adults, some adults saying this is uh, this is not good at all. By the way, and now and now some adults that have replied to me also, by the way, saying no, don't don't even go down this road. This isn't soft. This is um, this is good. This is good. Ultimately, I'll say this. Ultimately, I'll say this. I take myself back to my time. And I'm not that old, by the way. I'm getting older, but I'm not that old, by the way. So I take myself back to my time. Um, did we see stuff like this? Now, maybe this is unique today in this uh, qualifier, Texas, Oklahoma. Maybe it's unique. You don't see it very often. I think that's why the video has exploded as well. Some people are loving it, the great sportsmanship, and this is how you do it, even though you're competing. If, if a kid's crying out there, the other team can you know, lift him up and, and build him up. And other people said, no, you're lifting him up. You, you need to uh, you know, compete against him and, and win. He's on the ropes. He just hitch. He's got the bases loaded. You, <laughs> no, and really, people are saying that, by the way. They say, it's fine to have good sportsmanship, but this takes it to another level. That's the question I have. So I think about when I play. I don't remember instances like this. Not necessarily. Uh, I can't remember if stuff like this happened, okay? If stuff like this happened. However, however, I don't, um, I don't know if it's a condition of our world today. You know what I'm saying? Do you see how, do you see how I'm, I'm, I'm pointing this out? It's like some people automatically go to... Our, our players today and our and our sports today and, and whatever it is, kids on up to the college, on up to the pros, everybody's too soft today. I hear that a, a lot on this show, on this show. I probably say that. When I look at certain scenarios and certain games and players and reactions, I probably say, well, that's soft for me. Okay, I, I, I fall into that category of saying soft and, and it's not good. I don't think this thing, hold, uh, this video today, why I'm intrigued by it, I don't remember that stuff happening when I played. Do you remember stuff like that happening when you played? But that doesn't necessarily mean it's, well, it's, it's, is this just the trend now and, and it's just going to continue to happen like this to where we are, um, and if you want to use that word, softer, so we're not competitive as competitive, we're not as mean and tough, we're not as... I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it might have been a perfect scenario, meaning kid gets hit. It's uh, in the heat of the moment. Kid's crying out of the mound. The kid walks out and helps him out. Okay? The kid walks out and, and helps him out. I think it's a unique scenario. I think a lot of times we rush on social media and want to say, oh, this is the dumbest thing. This is dumb. I can't believe kids like this now do this. When we put them all in a blanket and put a blanket over the situation that this is how sports is going. I don't buy that, but I also understand the feeling, hey, I don't remember necessarily, I, I wasn't a bad sport, but I don't remember going and giving hugs to the other pitcher during the game on that front either. To be fair, I don't remember going out. I would think, hey, man, you're all right. I'm doing good. Hey, I'll give him a thumbs up from first base. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm give him, give him a thumbs up from first base. This kid today from Oklahoma said, I'm not going to give him a thumbs up. I'm going to go out and really, you know, give him a hug and show him that I care and lift him up, even in the world of uh, competition, trying to get the Little League World Series. Really interesting. I don't think it fits one bill of 
all the athletes are are different today, and I don't necessarily think, well, we were just tougher and we would never do something like that. Maybe not quite like it back in the day. Um, I don't remember going that far, but I don't remember being jerks either in Little League Baseball. Should we not have sportsmanship? I think it is something that uh, people can learn from, by the way. Listener text coming in on it. Nate, I would rather have kids with all the empathy on my team than being a bunch of cold, heartless goons on a team. (laughs) And I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Some empathy. Well, by the way, we need more empathy as it is, even in the world of sports. Um, Listener text. Nate, obviously the pitcher did not hit the batter on purpose. If he did, there probably would have been fists flying. Um, Yeah, so that's the thing. That's the thing. He did not hit him on purpose, okay? And the batter knew that, so the batter saw the pitcher crying because he was flustered and upset. The batter walked out to the mound after he made it to first and gave him a couple of hugs and said, hey, keep this thing going. Uh, Listener text, some 12-year-olds are tough, some are not. Some 12-year-olds are tough, some are not. Um, leads me to my this this basic question. Let me just ask you this basic question, then we'll get to Mike Wall, Packers offensive lineman, get into the Deshaun Watson scenario and more. This basic question, speaking of what happened when I played, maybe when you played, what about um, this just basic question of Little League baseball? What happens more times than not in some of these Little League games? I, I, I just described that to you. Think about not only this scenario with Texas, Oklahoma, the batter hugging the pitcher, the whole thing. What happens all the time in these Little League games, usually with pitchers? They're getting uh, jacked, um, things are going bad, or even a batter, he strikes out with the bases loaded. What happens? Many of these kids start crying. Speaking of being, are some kids tough, are some kids not? I think that last listener text pointed that out. Some kids are tough, if you want to call it that way. Right? If you want to determine it that way, some kids are tough, some kids are not. What about the um, Little League baseball players crying? You'll see it. If you're watching any of these games as I do, I like watching some of the Little League stuff. Little League World Series coming up once these teams qualify. You see more times than not, things go bad, things are getting dicey, they just start crying, right? And you got the manager coming out. He's mic'd up. I mean, it's a wild scenario. Think about this. I'm, I'm 12 years old. I'm on ABC, I'm, and I'm, I'm at the Little League World Series, and I just gave up a grand slam, and people are crying. By the way, I had kids on my team back in the day in good old Montana. We were tough in Montana. I had kids crying all the time. <laughs> Do you remember crying in baseball? What's the line? What's the line? We're, we're trying to have fun today. There is no crying in baseball. Do you buy that? Uh, that's my question of the day, by the way. Just a fun one to start us. Well, just a fun one to start us. What do you think when kids cry in the Little League baseball games? Not from injury. I'm not talking from injury. Okay, this happened, you know, an injury. I, I'm not talking that. I'm talking emotional. Um, things aren't going well. I'm crying. I had numerous teammates when I was a Little League baseball player cry. Numerous teammates. I'm talking, yeah, 11, 12 years old. They cried all the time. What do you think when kids in Little League Baseball cry? Shouldn't really happen, or is there just too much pressure? That's my question to you. What do you think when Little League Baseball uh, players cry in these big games? Okay? 
Remember Paxton Litch, former Broncos QB, he even cried in a in a Raiders game. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> he was even a little older than 12. Um, what do you think when kids cry in Little League baseball games? Shouldn't really happen or too much pressure on these guys? Um, here's the answer so far. Here's the poll. This is interesting. 57% of you say there's too much pressure, and that kind of makes the kids cry. It, it gets them too emotional. It, it's too over the top. So 57% say too much pressure. 43% say the Little League baseball players shouldn't cry. Little League baseball players shouldn't cry. I think, you know, my answer is I don't think they should cry. I don't think they should cry, but are they keeping things in perspective? Are adults around them and coaches and, and everybody keeping things in perspective? We're still just trying to play baseball and have fun. We're still just 12, right? That listener text came in. Nate, they're just 12. They're just 12. That's the thing. A lot of times when we have this Little League World Series stretch going on here early to mid-August, I mean, it is high stakes, man. You guys watch this. I mean, it's high stakes. We don't know. Sometimes there's great lessons to be learned. I'm not against the Little League World Series. I, I like it. I know there's a comment, you know, there's comments about shouldn't even have it and, and the kids being on ESPN and the whole thing. But I'm telling you, if you do it right, lessons to be learned, great experiences to be had. I talked to people that went to the Little League World Series here from Rapid City. Just unbelievable experience. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, lifelong memory, right? But if you have bad experiences, too much pressure, too high stakes, I mean, we got all this, you know, this person yelling, that person yelling. And, yes, you see it. Kids are crying. I ask you, what do you think of it? Now it's up to 59% of people say too much pressure on the kids. That's why they cry. 41% say the Little League baseball players should not cry. Listener text, um, they're young and learning how to handle emotions and hormonal changes. They're a big part of that. I don't think the answers necessarily account for all of the um, ideas. Yeah, what do you think when Little League baseball players cry? Shouldn't really happen or too much pressure? Too much pressure um, winning out right now. Listener text, the only one that should be crying is the kid who got hit by the pitch. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's all overdone for the cameras. Just have fun. Just have fun. I got what I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, listener text, you guys in Montana were soft, LOL. Hey, careful, careful. We're tough up there. I never cried, by the way, that I can remember when I was pitching, just getting shelled. I mean, I'm just getting shelled. I never cried. You know why? My mom would say, you'd grab me and tell me, you're going to cry? Don't cry. I mean, she's a loving mother, right? Loving mother. But she's tougher than a $2 steak, I will tell you. Okay? She didn't want me crying. I didn't cry. Um, listener text, Nate, it's both too much pressure, and the parents and coaches are putting a lot on them, but they need to learn that lose without getting emotional. Sure, it's tough, but it's a game. Okay, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Lose without getting emotional. See, that's what I mean. They shouldn't really cry. I believe that. I think that. Um, lose without getting emotional. That's a good. That's a good. Good take. Good take. Although you say, guys, we were soft in Montana. I'll tell you, some of my teammates. I know we're not supposed to say that uh, some of my 12-year-old teammates were soft, but if you're listening. Yes, you were. Sorry to tell you. You can't be crying. You can't be crying in Montana in Little League Baseball because then I had to come in and, 
you know, give up more homers. I didn't cry. Back with Mike Wall, Packers offensive lineman, talking NFL and more. Did they fight in training camp back in the day with the Packers? He was an old lineman for Brett Favre. How many fights did that? That was a championship team, right? Mike Wall, former Packer, on the way. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 67. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 97. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows around 69. Mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday with daytime highs approaching 100. 96 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 94. Are you ready for rodeo action? Get to the Heart Ranch Camping Resort as Wild West Wednesdays returns this summer. The Wild West Wednesday Rough Stock and Barrel Series begins June 29th with rodeos every Wednesday through August 17th. Weekly performances start at 7. Gates open at 5 with free rodeo entertainment and food trucks. August 10th is Vintage Cowboy Night. Tickets are at the gate or www.hrresort.org. Thank you to Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exterior. New Chevy trucks are inbound and arriving daily at Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. Buy them before they get here. Stop in and see us or view our inventory at DannyManholtRapidChevrolet.com. See what's on the way and buy before it arrives. You get any incentives like big factory cash rebates or low APR financing. Plus, now get a $1,000 Danny Menholt discount on any new Silverado 1500. Find new roads at Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet or DannyManholtRapidChevrolet.com. Deadwood's biggest giveaway just got bigger at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our Golden Cash Blast has grown from $12,000 to a whopping $18,000. Now you can win $1,000 in cash every 30 minutes from 5 p.m. till 11 p.m. Saturday nights. Then at 11.30, all previous winners and qualifying players have a shot at the grand prize of $5,000 in cash. The $18,000 Golden Cash Blast on Saturday, August 20th at First Gold Gaming Resort. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. All right, welcome back in. Fiery start to the Tuesday show. Talking Little League Baseball, 12-year-olds, emotion, hugs on the mound, crying. I mean, it all it all comes together. It all comes to a head this time of year. Little League Baseball and 
all the emotion of parents being involved, and <laughs> it's something else. Uh, by the way, this guy does a great job. He's former Packers offensive lineman, right? We've had him on a lot talking NFL. I love talking to him about youth sports as well, so I want to get into that a little bit. He works with all sorts of athletes, process to perform his company, process to perform. Former Packers offensive lineman joining the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. It's Mike Wall here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Mike, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great, dude. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. I got a quick question here. We'll get into the NFL, the Packers, the whole thing. I'm, uh, you know, there's a video going around Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's kind of uh, in your part of the country there. Texas is playing Oklahoma Little League Baseball. Um, Oklahoma batter gets hit in the head. Uh, the Texas pitcher kind of loses his cool. He's crying. He's very upset because the bases are loaded. The Oklahoma batter walks out and gives him a couple of hugs and says, come on, man, you're doing fine. And now people are debating, is this sportsmanship or, or oh, is this is this too over the top? Uh, man, that's a great question. Um, I, You know, when I first heard about this, I haven't seen it yet, but I just assumed parents were yelling, and that's why the guy went out there. But if he just went out there with kindness of his heart, I, I, it just doesn't feel right to me. That's what it, it looked like. Right to me. That's what it looked like. He went out there, kind of said, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, a lot of people say, hey, this is this is great sportsmanship. But And I do have to say, it is good sportsmanship, Mike. Um, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I point out this, though. Does that happen more today's athlete than it did for you and me back in the day? Yeah, and I think that's the point. I think old heads like you and I would probably say, listen, the guy's out on the mound. It's a pressure shield. You can learn from it. It's a learning experience. You know, we, we, why do we, we fail so we can learn from our mistakes? And there's no reason. Like, I wouldn't get into a whole philosophical thing about long-term perspective and learning things and all that. But, like, in that moment, I, I think that, and that, that you, you hope if that pitcher is your kid that they deal with that situation, they wipe the tears away, they, you know, they double down on their, you know, tighten their hat up a little bit, and they, they start throwing strikes on the next guy. And that, that's just what you're supposed to do. That's what the expectation is, and that's hopefully what they learn from that situation. Um, I don't think it's ever a good look for the other team has to come back on the back. I'm just, unless the game's over and you gave up the, the game way home run or stuff like that. I still think it's a good look. Okay, I've got you on this one now. Um, kids in the Little League World Series, last one. You help athletes um, perform uh, on the mental side, on the physical side, the whole thing. There's a lot of kids that's a lot of high pressure in the Little League World Series. What do you think in general about Little League World Series 12-year-olds, high pressure on ABC? Well, I, I, there's a couple things there, right? The first is that the youth sports industry is a $19 billion industry. So, you know, the, I think the worst part about all this is that the kids aren't really driving the pressure, right? The parents are driving the pressure. ABC is driving the pressure. But, you know, when you talk to athletes, you, you don't really want to focus on the ABC. You don't want to focus on the World Series. You just kind of want to have a better perspective of time. And you want to take a kind of long look at what you're trying to accomplish in, in, in your in your career. We, we think way too short-term, Nate. We always think too short-term, and, and that comes from as athletes. You know, when you think about it as, as a young athlete or as a young kid, you go outside, you, you climb a tree, you go you know, play ball in the vacant lot, and you're preparing yourself without even knowing it for what you know whatever's next. And you're living in the moment, but you're preparing yourself for whatever's next. As adults, we start cramming all of this preparation, all of this pressure onto these kids, and that's where they that's where they feel it from. I'm I'm always of the opinion that we need to take everything in stride. 
There's nothing that's going to happen at 12 years. If anything that happens at 12 years old is the pinnacle of your life, I feel sorry for you. Right, right. I got you on that. Uh, ProcessToPerform.com, his company, former Packers O-lineman Mike Wall on tonight. Okay, let's get to football here. I had a question of the day yesterday. Um, we're seeing NFL training camps, and it happens every year. This fight, this scuffle. Um, the Giants had a melee yesterday. Giants had a melee. People fighting, tugging. Offensive line coach gets in a swing. Um, what should we think about NFL training camp fights? No, no worries, like with the Giants melee, or is that a bad sign? Uh, no worries from a player standpoint. Um, I've been actually kind of silly. If you're wearing a helmet, uh, you, your, your hand's the only thing that hurts. Um, there was always some kind of ridiculous. You're just blowing off some steam, though. I, I totally get it. Been, I've you know, been in those shoes before. From a coach's perspective, uh, and I don't know, there's a background story there, obviously, that we don't know. But anytime a coach gets involved, not a great look. Um, I just don't know a scenario where a coach thinks that that's okay, especially with a linebacker. You know, it's like, like Cam could probably tear that dude's head off. Like, you know, if they saw each other walking down the hallway, you know, if you're taking a cheap shot or a free shot on somebody because you can't contain your emotions in that situation, like, you know, maybe you need to go to therapy. I don't know. Hey, how about you? Back in the day, Packers, you guys probably yeah. had scuffles. You were an old lineman. Um, yeah. did, did it all just uh, fall through the cracks and everything's fine? Yeah, you never hold on to it. Usually what happens is you go, especially we had a good team with Green Bay. We're all pretty tight. Um, every once in a while there was a scuffle, and then usually the guy, it was over before the practice was over, and, and usually went to the guy in the locker room and just said, you know, like, high five the guy, you love, you love everybody in the locker room. I just, when, when the temperature gets up, you're seeing the same people for two weeks, and you got to remember back in the day, training camp was a lot different than it is now. Um, as far as, you know, double days and pads and all the things that we kind of had to go through, you, you actually get, like you go to practice, day, you know, day seven practice two, you're, actually angry you're, you don't even know why you're angry but you're actually angry that you're there and, and that you hurt and your body's sore and you don't want to see number 97 sitting across from you anymore like you had enough of it and you're you're, you're waiting for an opportunity to release some, some, uh, some energy Mike Wallon, former Packers old lineman, I wanted to get his take on the training camp fights. He's been in the middle of training camp uh, over his career. Find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. Current season, um, how big of a favorite are the Packers in the NFC North right now? I just can't imagine anybody challenges them at all, you know, Nate, to be honest. The NFC North is not a very good division. Um, I know the Lions are going to be on hard knocks. And people probably get excited about some of the things that we see there. I know Jamal Williams, who is a former Packer, by the way, had a great speech yesterday. But, you know, the Bears are – the Bears look like they're not going to be very good. Uh, the, what they're doing to Roquan Smith right now is uh, – doesn't put, doesn't put their best foot forward and certainly going to, you know, probably prevent them from getting any good free agents and come play for that team in the next couple of years if this thing follows through late, it looks like it might. And uh, the Vikings, you know, they still have a lot of questions, including – they got a guy in Kirk Cousins who uh, it looks like he's a middle of the pack quarterback, but nobody really believes that he's going to go out there and beat Aaron Rodgers for the North title. So, you know, we're sitting as a Packer fan, we're sitting pretty confident right now. We're more looking forward to hey, how do we get how do we get past San Francisco in the first round next time. Does Aaron Rodgers perform at a really really high level again, Mike? I mean, guys fall off. Yeah. He's had back to back years MVP. Does he does he play at that level again? Do you believe? Yeah, he's so good. I mean, the, the thing is, Nate, when you get to that, and you see it with Tom Brady, you see it with Scott Peyton Man, you see it with these guys that are a little bit um, in, their, in the second half of their 30s now, 
the game is actually really, really slow for them. And the thing about Aaron is he's still nimble. He's still athletic. Um, he's still got a cannon for an arm. He hasn't really – it doesn't look like he's really lost a lot physically. I, I can't say if he's lost anything physically. I mean, probably tell you the difference. But they're so smart and playing against guys that don't have the football intelligence that they do. And so when you have that combination, and I'm talking about 90% of the defenses that he sees, maybe 95% next year, the players across from him, linebackers, safeties, do not have the level of football intelligence that he does, hasn't seen what he's seen, and he can very easily manipulate situations to be in his favor, even though we don't have a bell cow wide receiver at this moment in time. Interesting. Good stuff. Last one for Mike Wall, former Packers old lineman. Roger Goodell said evidence points to maybe it looks like a year ban for Deshaun Watson. What do you think of that? I don't think of uh, – I, I try not to think too much of what Goodell says uh, because I, I was always on the player's side and he's never been a friend of the player. However, in this specific situation, uh, I was shocked that, that Deshaun Watson's penalty was only six games. I understand what Joe Robinson was saying. She was basically saying the NFL has set a precedent that is unrealistic for her to reset. It's not that's not her job, and so that's why he only got six games in that ruling. I think it should have been more. I think you know I, most of America thinks it should have been more based on the evidence and, and what we know, kind of outside of the court, aside from the four witnesses that actually testified. So I think it should be much more than that. Um, but you know the. It's always hard for me to side with Roger Goodell. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. That was Goodell at the owners' meeting today. Mike Wall on tonight. Packers old lineman back in the day. Process to perform, um, helping athletes across the board. Mike Wall, 68 on Twitter. Always great, Mike. Thanks for hopping in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nick. Appreciate your time. Mike Wall on processtoperform.com. Mike Wall, 68, a former Packers old lineman, now a performance coach uh, for athletes across the board. That's interesting. That not that interesting? Former pro athlete who, um, you know, talks to athletes uh, every week uh, currently in his, in his current spot said, eh, you know, when the other team starts having to pat you on the back in the middle of the game and, and that whole thing, I don't know if that's great. That, that's how he put it. That's how he put it. You know, we were talking about the Little League scenario here opening the show, and, and if you haven't seen the video, you can see it. The player gets hit in the head with the ball, and the pitcher's upset about that, and the bases are loaded and the whole thing, and the world's crushing down, and then the opposing player had to, you know, well, went out and gave him a hug, and the the debate is now sportsmanship, great, great, or uh, no, not not so great. Not so great in the world of competition. And, and I kind of laid out where I'm at on it. I don't think we did that back in the day, but I don't think it's a total, yes, this is the end-all, be-all. This is how athletes are, and there's you know not heated competition anymore. I don't buy that either. Um, by the way, uh, listener text came in and said, hey, you got to be able to lose and, and have bad episodes without getting emotional in sports. Because I, I asked that question of the day, what do you think of Little League baseball players crying just in general? Just in general. I mean, it happens a lot. It's happened to your kids. It's happened across the board, okay? I have two daughters. They play. They don't play softball, baseball, whatever, soccer. It's happened. It's happened, right? So what do we say about Little League baseball players like the 12-year-olds crying um, 
when things are going bad in the in the game. That's my question of the day. Lister text coming in, 720-1067, our number on the Barons-Wilson text line. Lister text, Nate, lose without getting emotional is a bunch of garbage. Even pro athletes cry when they lose. Well, I see what you're saying. I think the, the, the point is it's not being disappointed when we lose. It's like when I give up a grand slam and things are going south and we're in the middle of the game – that's when I don't necessarily want the crying. That's when I don't love the crying. I'm talking about like when I lose an at-bat, I walk in two runs, whatever it is. It's like losing at the end of the game, yeah, we're emotional. We wanted it. We want. I mean, I see that all the time. I'm coach, I coach youth uh, girls basketball. We had a few crying moments, believe me. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm talking about in the game, in the game. This goes bad, that goes bad, that goes bad, and we're going to cry. I I don't I don't want to I don't love that. That's what I think um, the the point was. Not not like losing a game, but you know, kind of when you're losing in the game, you know, not crying. What do you think? Uh, by the way, listener text let, or let's see the uh, votes on this. What do you think of little league baseball players crying? Not from injuries or anything like that. I'm talking emotional setbacks. Um, 59% of you say there's too much pressure on them. 41% say they shouldn't cry in the games. All right. Well, we've, we've settled that, at least for now. At least for now. And uh, Cody Tucker's in on the way. Let's go over to Wyoming. I want to get an update on the Mountain West. The Wyoming Cowboys were a couple of weeks away from the debut. Wyoming at Illinois. I'm going to get an update on the Pokes. And by the way, Cody Tucker's with 7220 Sports. He's doing this uh, list. Who is the biggest villain in the history of the Wyoming Cowboys? Like when they played against, okay, who is the biggest villain? Who do you hate the most? If you're a Wyoming Cowboys fan, who do you really dislike the most? Cody Tucker's got the list. We'll discuss that more on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. 
stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at baronswilson.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Thought-provoking sports talk on a Tuesday, a hot one in the Black Hills, but it's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. Sturgis rally time. We're rolling. Keep your head on a swivel out there. Be safe, right? Be safe. A lot of busy traffic. Busy traffic. Thanks for going along with us on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Your home for the Wyoming Cowboys is Fox Sports Rapid City. We've got the Pokes. First matchup, August 27th at Illinois. The guy who covers Wyoming day in, day out, 7220sports.com. Founder, 7220sports.com. Cody Tucker in on a Wyoming update and more. Cody, good to have you on, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me, man. It is unseasonably hot, isn't it? Yes, very warm. And I'm telling you, practice <laughs> underway, all that stuff, heads up. Um, by the way, i got to get your take on this. You're, you, you've watched baseball. You're a baseball guy. Okay, question of the day. Little League, it's Little League World Series time, right? So we got all yep. these teams playing and qualifying, and like Gillette even made it to the uh, one of the regional qualifiers, okay? So 12-year-olds, Little League baseball, crying in the middle of the game. Are you good with it or uh, no, we can't have it? Uh, crying during the middle of a game? Yes. Uh, I don't like that. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> if you lose, a, you lose a big one and you're eliminated, that's another story, but... Middle of the game, I just can't get down with that. Okay, all right. I knew Cody was tough. I knew he was tough. <laughs> Look out. Um, I, I'm from Montana. I was just called soft. I said my teammates cried back in the day. I don't remember crying because my parents wouldn't let me. I mean, they wouldn't let yeah. me. So uh, my my teammates, I called, you know, you're not supposed to call my teammates soft, but I did today. Um, you can't be crying. Uh, by the way, let's get into this. Uh, Wyoming football is underway um, what's the biggest headline right now? As you kind of get into this every day, there's a quarterback who's kind of turning heads. Do we really know who uh, who's going to be running the show at QB? You know, I guess you got to start there, Nate, with the quarterback. Obviously, the most important position on the field. Uh, so far, Craig Bowles saying that he hasn't named that guy, and, and he certainly hasn't named him publicly, but all indications are it has to be Andrew Peasley, right? I mean, he's the only guy on this roster who has FBS experience. I believe he's played 19 games, nine last year at Utah State. Uh, you know, going in, into Big Ten country, playing in Champaign to open the season, 
you just you'd have to believe it's Andrew. And I know the offensive coordinator Tim Polisek has talked a lot about Andrew and his progressions. They really are high on Evan Swoboda, a Snow College transfer as a sophomore. Uh, just a gigantic kid. Reminds everybody of Josh Allen. He also wears number 17. He's got a huge arm. Just talked to him yesterday. He said he can throw it 75 yards down the field. Very humbly said it, of course. But uh, I think they need a guy like Andrew Peasley going on the road to Illinois in the first one. I just don't see how that's going to happen. But, you know, right now he's not naming starters uh, aside from the Titus Swins of the world and, and the Cole God- Goodbows of the world. Uh, there's, he's just not naming them. Is this Wyoming offense, here's the thing, under Craig Bull, we haven't lit the world on fire. Josh Allen had his great years there. But in between there, this offense has been really, really uh, milk toast. really just uh, basic. What about the offense? Offensive coordinators back, second year. What are we going to see? We're going to see a lot of the same, Nate. <laughs> I know Wyoming fans probably just cringe when you say that, but – it's absolutely what's going to happen. It's going to be a heavy, heavy dose of Titus Wynn. Uh, Craig Bull loves his first offensive line, uh, that first offensive line unit. Uh, a lot of veterans on that line, a lot of proven guys. Loves what Titus can do. They're going to run it a lot. And in talking to Tom, uh, Tim Polisek, he said that a really big part, which I know is not sexy, but he said a big, big part of this offense needs to be check downs and getting the ball and getting to – third and fours and they're second and fours instead of, you know, third and longs and, and things of that nature. And I know that's not sexy, but they're talking, they talked a lot about re-engineering this offense last year and it didn't happen. I think re-engineered is the wrong word for it. What they needed to say was they needed it to be efficient. You know, if you're only going to throw the ball 15 times a game, you need to complete 12 of those. I mean, you absolutely have to, to offset how many times you're going to run the football. And against Utah State last year in November when they rolled the Aggies 44-17 in Logan, they did only throw the ball 15 times. They completed 12 of those. And Titus Wynn went nuts and ran all over the place. They got a special teams touchdown. That is exactly what they say Wyoming Cowboy football is supposed to look like. Okay, so uh, Cody Tucker on Wyoming Cowboys, writer 7220sports.com, his site. Find him on Twitter at 7220sports. You're home for Wyoming football here, Fox Sports Rapid City, starting August 27th. Can, can you win in college football today with that offensive approach? I mean, it's a, it's a big question, and it's a big argument, I think. Great question. I mean, I guess if you're going to think that way, you probably go to Iowa City. You probably go to Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, those are the two that come to mind for me that really like to run the football a lot. Michigan State, maybe? Yeah, Michigan State. Uh, but, you know, they do run the football a lot. But, you know, sometimes they get snagged and get caught up in those games against the Ohio States of the world, right? I know Ohio State's got, you know, traditionally better athletes across the board. But if they can shut down your running game, you don't have much of a shot. So, any team that can shut down Wyoming's running game, uh, you know, they're they're going to be in good shape. So it's a dangerous way to live, but I think Craig Bowl likes his chances with this offensive line. And, and, you know, Nate, he's been here nine years now. He's tied for the longest tenured head coach in Wyoming football history now with Lloyd Eaton. He's going to run the football. He's not going to change. He always says, I'm not going to turn into Mike Leach, and not that anybody's asking him to do that, but they're going to run the football, and, and that's all there is to it. So Titus Swin is a really special back. And I think he's the reason you could have some hope that the Cowboys are going to go to Champaign and they could possibly pull off this win. Is part of this running the football, stick your hand in the ground, be physical, be tough, slow the game down, is that we play in Laramie, it's 30 degrees in late October, we think we can win like that? Yep, he's the first one to tell you that. If you're playing CSU in November in the snow and you need an inch, you're getting an inch. And that's what he wants this team to be. And 
I just think Nate, they can be they can be more than that with an efficient passing game. You know, you throw the ball tw- let's say twenty times a game, and you complete sixteen of those. Uh, that could really offset some things and open up the running game even more. So the Cowboys are always going to have really stout defense, and they're always going to they're always going to run the football with efficiency. But you know, you can't run the ball on third and six as often as they do. Cody Tucker on 7220sports.com talking Wyoming football. you got something on your site, and we're not going to go through the whole bracket, but I want to tell people about this, 7220sports. you got the greatest villain uh, for the Wyoming Cowboys in history, right? So you got it all bracketed out, and it, and it brings up some interesting names. Kyle Whittingham, Utah. Lavelle Edwards, BYU. I just want to go to this. So you're going to count this down in your bracket. Who's the greatest villain in Wyoming uh, football history? I don't know my answer to that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this: Who is the most hated? I I want to say like team. What's what is it? Is it CSU because they play them every year? They're you know 50 miles away. Who is the uh, villain team? Would you say if Wyoming fans voted? Boy, um, it's hard to say because there's still pure psychotic hatred for BYU, and there always <laughs> will be. <laughs> and and I think people on the western side of the state would would very overwhelmingly probably say BYU, even though the Cowboys don't play them with regularity anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, you got the whole Black Fourteen thing. You got just. BYU was horrendous. They were a total doormat back in the day, and then all of a sudden LaBelle Edwards shows up, and they have a Heisman Trophy and a national championship, and one quarterback after another, and they were, you know, let's face it, they're hateable. They're absolutely hateable. They're, you know, what, 26 years old across the board? They're very hateable, but uh, for me, growing up in Cheyenne, it's got to be CSU. You know, I've been posed that question a lot, Nate. Who do you hate worse, CSU or BYU? And I said, don't ask me that. It's, who, who are they playing this week? I love it. I love it. Uh, that's a great. Uh, that's a great deal right there. And I don't know who who's going to end up winning your bracket. Uh, who's the greatest villain when it talks about players to coaches to whoever uh, against the Wyoming Cowboys in in football history? The bracket is on its way. Seventy two twenty sports dot com. You can find them on Twitter at seventy two twenty sports. And by the way, the Pokes play BYU this year. I think it's going to be a, a fun year of football. <laughs> Cody Tucker on tonight. Cody, always good, man. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Good stuff. Good update from Wyoming Cowboys camp. Uh, talking poke football, 7220sports.com. We'll get him on a lot. Covers the pokes. I think the best guy covering him does a great job. 7220sports. Uh, Cody Tucker. That's interesting. You know, um, I've watched a lot of Wyoming football over the years. Lots, uh, watched a lot. Once you go to the games every Saturday and you go for many years and then you stay connected and I've watched uh, Craig Bull and, and the approach and the whole thing. I'm a big fan of Craig Bull. I am a big fan of Craig Bull. Um, but it's interesting, the approach of can you win in today's college football consistently throwing it 15 times? I mean, think about that. Heck, there's some teams that like throw it 15 times on a drive, on a drive. Okay. But that's the approach. Is a we're gonna run it, we're gonna pro style, play action, and we're gonna do it that way. We'll see how it rolls in the Mountain West for the Pokes. They've got Illinois uh, first non-conference matchup coming up August 27th. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey Nate, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's up, Steve? What's up? You do not cry <laughs> in a game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you on this. You know, I've never seen my kids cry. 
Okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm sure you've like, probably seen him cry, but I not had in the one game. lose the state championship in basketball, dude. She was like, holy crap, Dad, those four six-footers kicked our butt. <laughs> there was no ball in Nate. <laughs> Nate. You know, this is that pampered world that your generation is. Oh, here we go. Here we go. By the way, I have to tell you, I didn't cry. I didn't cry back in the day. I had teammates that cried, but okay. Your brother would have beat you up for crying. (laughs) (laughs) That is probably right. That is probably right. You know, I could see if you lost the World Series, have a little cheer. You know, it's over. Yeah. But, you know, sit there on national TV and cry, I'd be like, what the heck? I'd look at my wife and go, that's your side of the family. Oh, boy. Here we go. A classic. An all-timer. You know, and, and I'm not done with the journal yet, either. I'm still oh. I'm still hopping mad. A lot of people are, Nate. Oh. 22 people. I got on their post today and made a post, and she goes, call the journal. I go, I did. You wanted more they, coverage, they, they told, more coverage Nate, of those games. There was too much. There was too much going on. Okay. Here in town, and I'm like, where? <laughs> where? I got you. Okay. I, n- not a ton Nothing going about on. about that but... good team, you know? What is it, the Babe Ruth team? I mean, come on. We could yeah. have three pages of baseball, Nate. You know, if Richard Anderson or Roger Tolan were there, I'll guarantee you it would have got covered. All right, buddy. I got and you on that. that. back to your point, Nate, where you want these NCAA tournaments. If we're not going to get any media support, why would they come here, Nate? No, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for getting in. You have Uh, a great day. All right. Good stuff. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. It's our question of the day. It's a a leadoff. A leadoff question of the day. What do you think of Little League baseball players crying in the middle of a game? Little League baseball players crying in the middle of a game. What do you think? That's the question of the day. Um, what's the update here on the poll? Let's see if we have any updates. Fifty-seven uh, percent of you say, "Yeah, they cry because there's too much pressure." Fifty-seven percent, there's just too much pressure. Forty-three percent say they should not happen. Forty-three percent, no crying in the middle of a little league baseball game. Um, send me your answer, okay? Seven two zero one zero six seven on the Barons Wilson text line. We'll ask Matt Zimmer. A couple of questions about where the Jackrabbits are ranked. Jackrabbit football, how good will they be? John Stigelmeyer back as head coach. The top 25 in FCS just came out today. Where are the Jackrabbits ranked? Matt Zimmer on the way with the Argus leader in Sioux Falls next. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 67. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 97. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows around 69. Mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday with daytime highs approaching 100. 96 Friday. 
That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 94. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day -day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. So at Black Hills Health and Wellness Center, we have four chiropractors in the clinic and our big focus is working on the musculoskeletal health of patients. Being in business in 39 years and having done business with every single bank in the area, in the community, in the last two years, we have definitely realized how much we have been missing out with the extra go-the-distance service that Pioneer Bank & Trust is willing to provide you. Pioneer Bank & Trust is local. Pioneer Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com live from the anytime auto sales service and details studio sales service and recreation this is fox sports rapid city all right we're back the nate brown show live south dakota sports talk show glad you're here fox sports rapid city your sports your show and rolling through the first hour Matt Zimmer pops in media day at South Dakota State today. That's it. They lay out the red carpet for Matt Zimmer. They lay out the red carpet to the Jackrabbits. Covers the Jacks for the Argus leader. Great coverage. Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Find him there. Matt Zimmer checks in. Jackrabbits ranked in the top 25. Came out in the FCS. I saw that. Ranked number two. South Dakota State ranked number two behind North Dakota State. Let's get to him, Matt. Thanks for the time. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So um, it's interesting when you when you go. You've covered a lot of these uh, teams, and they've had success here today and and the last couple of days. What's it feel like uh, this season? Same old, same old, or what? What's this um, team feel like right now in camp? I think there is a lot of sense of same old, same old. You know, because over the years we've talked about how every year that passes without them winning a national championship, when that's clearly the goal and it's clearly become fairly attainable, you know, you wonder at what point does it become pressure? When do you start, you know, pressing about the fact that you still haven't got it? But I think now they've been in this same scenario almost every year for the last, you know, almost decade where they go into a season knowing that they have a chance to win a national championship but knowing that, you know, the road's going to go through North Dakota State and having come as close as they have, I think now it's a point where they don't so much feel the pressure anymore because it's like, well, we know we can do it. We've beaten that team. We've been to Frisco. Um, but also you kind of get used to being in that scenario, knowing every year that, hey, we might be the fifth best team in the country, the third best team in the country. We might be the second best team in the country. We might even be the best team in the country, but 
until we can beat North Dakota State, you know, what, what does that mean? So I think this is kind of old hat for them. They know, you know, you just said it yourself, they're number two in the poll, that's great, but we all know who's number one. And we all, you know, maybe the bigger question is how big is that gap between number one and number two? Because everyone knows the Jacks are an elite program. They've probably gotten to where most people think they're the second best program in the country, but they still don't have that trophy, um, you know, in their trophy case saying they've won the whole thing. And until they do, you know, this is going to be, it's a little bit of Groundhog Day every year this time of year, knowing that, hey, we're right back to the, Right back to where we always are this time of year. Do you have any idea how big the gap is between NDSU and SDSU this year? Um, I think it's hard to say. We haven't seen these teams on the field yet. Uh, I know SDSU's loaded, particularly on offense. They should be a really, really good team. Um, but I do worry that maybe for worry for South Dakota State State's sake that maybe it has gotten bigger just because I know NDSU had a lot of injuries last year. They had a lot of adversity. They had a lot of stuff they had to deal with, and they still won the whole thing. You know, now this year I'm sure they're going to have their own issues and they'll have injuries and that they'll have you know spots they have to fill. Um, but I know there's a lot of optimism up there that that they're better, that they're going to be stronger, that they're going to be deeper. That doesn't mean they're unbeatable. Uh, but it certainly means that the job that SDSU is trying to accomplish is not getting any easier. Okay, I look at it. I heard John Stigelmeyer, head coach, back for another year for the Jacks, said at his opening statement, he said, hey, I, I don't want to talk about players. You know, we got we got some NFL guys and, and stuff like this, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this team. Um, but I look at this and I say, that has to be something that people have noticed over the recent years the NFL caliber players. How do you think John Stigelmeyer has done that? Um, I think he's brought in coaches that know how to recruit. And that doesn't just mean, you know, oh, they can go out and, and attract guys and get guys to come to South Dakota State. It also means they have an outstanding eye for talent because you look at most of the guys that they've sent on to the next level, you know, it's not like they beat out a bunch of FBS schools or even North Dakota State and USD to get those guys. A lot of them, SDSU was their only Division One offer. Dallas Goddard, Pierre Strong, SDSU was their only Division One offer. You know, and the Yankee twins who are now being talked about as NFL caliber guys. I think they were walk-ons coming out of high school. You know, and so many of these guys, you know, yeah, they were good players in high school, but you know, there were people that you know maybe they were getting recruited by Division Two schools, and now here they are doing that. And um, and I think it's also to to Stig's credit and that staff's credit and that they're able to develop those guys when they get them there. Uh, because, you know, you know, Dallas Goddard, Pierre Strong, some of these other guys, they might not have been NFL talents at that stage in their life, but they got to SDSU and they have the facilities and the resources and the staff that they can turn them into those kind of players. And like you said, now this year, they're just coming off the season where they had two guys taking the draft in Pierre Strong and Chris Oladokin. That's the first time that's happened in their modern era. And now this year, I mean, I don't know how many guys are going to get drafted in next year's draft but there's you know a half dozen guys right now that are on the radar that are being you know mentioned as possible candidates now are they all going to get drafted probably not um but there could be anywhere from two to five guys on this roster that can end up playing on sunday someday and that's impressive because it's not like south dakota state is out there like i said competing with you know nebraska and minnesota let alone you know the alabamas and ohio states for for the elite elite talent uh in in that's available out there yeah i agree with that Matt. i mean it's like you go through the list south dakota state's had nfl guys now uh in recent memory more than one uh matt zimmer on argus leader jackrabbits writer media day for the jackrabbits today and camp underway i want to ask you about granowski he's back at quarterback how has he looked here what do we think 
he looks great. Um, he looks like he's gotten stronger. Uh, he looks physically more mature. He looks bigger. I dare say he's even maybe grown an inch. I mean, he just looks bigger. It makes sense. I mean, he was 18, 19 years old when he first had the job as the starting quarterback. Um, but there's obviously going to be questions how his, his knee, his body is going to respond coming off you know a 15-month recovery. Uh, and even if he is 100%, even if he's the exact same player he was before, you know, how is SDSU going to use him? Are they going to be more careful about exposing him to contact, using him in the running game, you know, for fear of losing him to another injury? So those are things to, to watch. Um, but I think, you know, if you saw him play that spring season when he won the MVP, he was a great runner and a pretty good passer. He knows that. He wants to be a great runner and a great passer. And all indications are that he's gotten better, certainly from the physical standpoint, you know, just sharpening up his accuracy, maybe improving his arm strength a little bit getting more comfortable in the pocket. But I think the biggest thing, and he has talked about this, and Zach Lujan, the offensive coordinator, has talked about this, he's just a lot better at reading defenses and a lot better at having a grasp of the offense. Because when he first took over as the quarterback, that spring season, everything was kind of goofy. You know, I don't even know how much of the playbook he he had mastered at that point because he kind of got thrown in there as a true freshman. You know, he's had a year and a half now (laughs) where he's had nothing to do but watch and, you know, learn things from the sidelines. And, I think he was a sharp enough guy to recognize that as much as that was no fun to sit, that that was an opportunity for him to to learn a lot about the sport and the position from a mental standpoint, and and I think that's really going to benefit him this year. Mark Kronowski, great freshman player, uh, then got hurt, now back at QB for the Jacks. We're talking to Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, Jackrabbits writer from Sioux Falls, Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Last one, first game's Iowa. I mean, this is a big one. People are going to think this is just massive. South Dakota State fans, they're going to think, we might be able to go down there and win. Is that is that uh, in the realm of possibility? It's always in the realm of possibility. I mean, uh, SDSU has played, you know, a lot of FBS teams really well. They've beaten a couple of them. Uh, but the ones they beat were a Kansas team that ended up going 0-12 and a Colorado State team that obviously that's not the highest level of FBS, and I think they only went 4-7 and or something last year. But, you know, they played, they played the Minnesota team that ended up winning 12 games a couple of years ago and came within a touchdown of beating them. Yeah. They uh, went down to TCU a few years ago. They ended up losing by, I think, 17, but they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Um, they, they had single-score losses to rank Nebraska teams. So more than likely, I think, without – I haven't, you know, done a lot of digging into what kind of team Iowa has. I just know they won the Big Ten West last year. Without, you know, getting into the, the X's and O's and the personnel just yet, my prediction would probably be that SDSU is going to hang with them. It's going to be a battle for three quarters, and Iowa will probably pull away in the fourth because that's usually what happens in these games because those teams just have that extra depth, those extra resources, all that stuff. But I'd be surprised if SDSU went down there and, and just got pounded. They're a good football team, and of course, you know, that's going to be, you know, you want to say it's their Super Bowl or whatever, but they got a lot of guys on their team from Iowa <laughs> that weren't recruited by the Hawkeyes, you know, and that's that's a big deal to them to get to go into that stadium and and try to show them, like, hey, you should have recruited me. And that's a, that's a big opportunity for them, and so they're going to be ready for it. I always look at that, the motivating factor. People don't really uh, see that sometimes, but, hey, I didn't get picked by this school. I'm going to uh, try and bring it. I don't know if they'll be able to bring it enough. Opening day coming up, Jackrabbits visiting Iowa uh, to play the Hawkeyes coming up. Matt Zimmer on it, ArgusLeader.com. The coverage, Jackrabbits underway in camp, getting set. Argus Matt Z on Twitter. You can find him there. Matt, always good, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. You bet, Nate. See you. Thanks for your time. Matt Zimmer tonight, ArgusLeader.com, live from Sioux Falls, covering the Jacks. Um, South Dakota State just ranked number two in the nation. FCS Top 25 came out today. 
Number one, North Dakota State. Number two, South Dakota State. Number three, Montana. Number four, Montana State. Number five, Missouri State. Missouri State also in the Missouri Valley there. Okay. Um, look at that regional presence. If you want to talk about FCS power now, that's where the power's at. And, I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy. I'm talking North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana, Montana State. Those four, they have a, a they have a pretty big gap, I think, compared to the Eastern Washingtons, the Weber States, you know, those teams. I, I, I think so. Missouri State's ranked number five. I guess we'll see how good they are in the Missouri Valley, but I think there's a gap. At least it seems like it's been getting bigger and bigger the last few years in that FCS level. North Dakota State ranked number one, 52 first-place votes. Two first-place votes for the Jackrabbits. Who was it? I didn't get to vote. Sorry. I didn't, it wasn't me. I didn't get to vote. South Dakota State coming in at number two. Grizzlies, number three. Bobcats, number four. Okay, into the Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show this hot Tuesday. The Drive at 5, I've got a couple of things for you. A.J. Perez is going to join us. It is a blockbuster story, potentially with Big Ten meteorites. Okay, we all watch the Huskers and, and Big Ten football and the whole thing. How much is this going to cost for companies to get the Big Ten meteorites? And there may be a massive shift. It looks like it's going to happen. We'll talk to A.J. Perez, senior writer, front office sports on that. And first this, first this, um, how much do parents care today about their kids' sports? This is a, it's a question I've thought about today as we all get set for another fall sports season. When I ask that, when I ask that, how much do parents today care about their kids' sports? Okay, you all have, many of you have kids, they play sports. How much do we care? You and I, okay, I'm a parent as well. You and I, compared to our parents, let's, let's, let's take this question in, okay? I want, to, uh, I want to ask this question of the day coming up. Do parents care more today about their kids' sports than our parents did about our sports back in the day? My thoughts and more next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. The cars, trucks, and SUVs you're looking for are at Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda. Shop imports and domestics, many local one-owner trade-ins, plus the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned. With qualified credit, buy with no money down, and get financing available as low as 1.99% APR. Great prices and low finance rates make now the best time to buy. See Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Finance rate available and select Honda certified pre-owned. Length of contract is limited. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. 
from training your pup to sit season to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Ah, the dog days of summer are here. But the howling winds of winter will be blowing in soon. So act fast. Renewal by Anderson's Dog Days of Summer sale is on, and it's simply incredible. You can get the best replacement windows anywhere now with no payments for two whole years. You heard me, two years. Renewal by Anderson's awesome Fibrex windows are the best in the industry. Increase the value of your home. Save money on your energy bills every single day. Make life at home for your family so much more quiet and secure. Grab the Dog Days of Summer sale deal from Renewal by Anderson. Listen to this, 20% off every window and door. No money down, no interest. No payments for two whole years. This is the only time of the year when Renewal by Anderson offers 24 months, same as cash, two years. It's awesome. Stay out of the doghouse. Visit rbarapidcity.com now. Call today to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't wait. This deal ends August 31st. Two years, no payments. Now that's nothing to growl about. rbarapidcity.com. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on a Tuesday. How are you? We're in the drive at 5. Glad you're here. Hope you're having a good start to the week. We appreciate that. Your sports, your show. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City. A lot of ways you can listen or watch. 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Welcome in. Bring us up, foxsportsrapidcity.com on your phone. Live stream there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. And you can watch the show live on our YouTube channel right now, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Find us, subscribe, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. And welcome in on Twitter, watching us at Nate Brown Show. A lot of ways you can get us. The Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned selection, there's no better place. Stacy and Matt, they get the vehicles, and then the experience is second to none. Experience the Summit difference. I invite you to go summitautogrp.com before you buy. Take a look. Summitautogrp.com. Experience the Summit difference. Car buying truly built around you at Summit. A.J. Perez is in. Front office sports senior reporter live from New York. Big story when it comes to Big Ten meteorites. And it's going to be, I think, massive. This is just wild um, how these media companies are just handing out dollars. I mean, just unbelievable. And where's the Big Ten football games going to be? Um, we're getting a sense for it. That's coming up. We're going to check in with Matt McIntosh. He's the new head coach, Rapid City Christian. Christian's playing 11-man football now. They did it last year. Now they're doing it again. They got a matchup against St. Thomas Moore. They used to play him back in the day, back in the day. And now a tough road for Rapid City Christian, a new 11-man team playing St. Thomas Moore and others. We'll talk to the new head coach, Matt McIntosh, later this hour in our local stop-bys of all the high school programs. Stephen, St. Thomas Moore, Christian Central will hop around here as practice is underway. Okay. I got to uh, I got to ask about this. Speaking of kids sports, I got to ask about this, and I don't know if it's an easy answer. I don't know if it's an easy answer. 
So as I watch all of these um, Little League World Series games, for example, okay, and I've, I've been hitting on this a little bit, as I watch all of this, um, I have some friends back in Billings, Montana, I have some friends back in Billings, they're playing in uh, one of the regionals. They're out in the West. They're out in the West. They're playing San Bernardino, California, and, and it's a tough road, but they're still in it. They're still in it, okay? That's just a, just a side note. And I'm, and I'm watching all of these posts on social media and Facebook, and I, I mean, it is just wild, right? I mean, it's a big accomplishment. You know, they're into it. They're in the regional, you know, Little League World Series trip on the line, the, the whole thing. And it got me thinking, though. It just got me thinking. Our, our world today, it's such an interesting time we live in, right? Would you agree? <laughs> I keep telling myself this. Um, an interesting time we live in. Why? I ask about this. I say, do parents today, you know, because we're posting, we're going to this tournament, we're traveling here and doing all this. Do parents today care more about their kids' sports than my parents did when I was growing up? What would your what would your answer be to that question? I think probably everybody's unique. I think everybody's unique. You maybe go back years and years and years ago, and sometimes some parents. I have a I have a, a friend of mine who said his parents never watched any of his games. I mean, it was kind of just one of those things you you just did for fun. Okay, Jimmy Lipper's out there playing. He's got a little league baseball game. Yeah, I know, but we got this to do, and I got to work on the ranch, and I got okay, that whole thing. It was like an afterthought. Fast forward to 2022, and what's the atmosphere now? For the most part, we can't miss this inning. We can't miss this. Uh, well, you're going to miss the first five minutes, right? Or, or you're going to miss. What do you mean you're not going to go to the game? We got we got to be there. And I'm not saying whether it's it's um, that's a that's a wrong thing because I think people would say, yes, you know, people are just way over the top today. In one instance, that might be correct, but I think about it too, and I say, is it not good to have supportive parents as well? Is it not good to have supportive parents as well? Here's here's the story, though. Here's the story. Do I care more about my kids' sports than my parents cared about me? This is generational. I'm going to tell you, my parents cared a ton. I mean, my mom's as competitive. I mean, she's a loon. She's she's out there. She's competitive as crazy. I mean, she's crazy. And she loved if She wanted to be at every single game and make sure I wasn't crying on the Little League uh, Diamond, right? Uh, Anyway, so... She wanted to be at every game, enjoy every game, the whole thing. But um, did they? Did I go to this travel tournament, that travel tournament, the whole thing? I come from modest means. Come from modest means. I didn't do nearly as much as the youth sports culture of today. And that's just the shift that we've had. Does it mean that my parents cared less than I do? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think my parents, and, and maybe yours, cared as much. But we didn't have the Facebook to say, hey, little Nate, oh, man, he had a, he had a two-run homer. Did I ever have that? Yeah, inside the park, okay? I didn't have a lot of power. Um, he had a two-run homer, and, and, and we post the picture, and we got to do the, the whole thing. Man, we're doing well, and, and this and that. It looks like we care more today. Is that fair or not? Maybe it is. Maybe it's, uh, no, parents are way into it. Parents are over the top. I mean, and, and I think in some cases that might be true. But I throw out that uh, question today. 
it, it just gives me that sense. We're talking some youth sports today, and I, I wanted to see, do we think parents today actually care more about their kids' sports? Is that healthy? I'm talking about is it a healthy care, like supportive, um, um, allowing opportunities and, and investing in some things. I mean, some of that's okay. Some of it's over the top, but some of that's okay. Do we care more today about kids' sports than our parents did? Sometimes I think the easy answer is, is you go, oh, of course. Of course. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure. I think today's parents, we are up, up front in your face, posting here, posting there, look at us, look at me. That shows as though we're, we're like over the top, right? But um, my parents were, as, were at games. My parents were doing, doing all sorts of uh, supportive things when it comes to my sports. I think they cared a lot. What do you think of that? Um, 73% of the audience right now checking in saying, do parents care more today about kids' sports than our parents did? 73% say, yes, they do, but it's a lot of times over the top. 73% say parents care more today. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think? Um, I think they do because they got so much more money invested. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, they, yeah, with yeah. All these, with all these traveling teams now, um, you know, plus back in you know, my day, we, we, uh, we didn't travel. We had all of our games were in town, bigger city in Omaha, but we we didn't have traveling teams back then. And we also didn't have soccer. We didn't have lacrosse. We didn't have basically basketball, football, and baseball. And there weren't a lot of sports for girls either um, to play. So I just think there's more availability of sports too because you know women's sports have achieved a. You know, uh, equal footing with boys' sports, like a yeah, college, I got you on that. More opportunities, more opportunities, right? But you know, and I think as a result of that, I think the the sportsmanship is worse than it used to be, just because people have so much more money invested, and you know, there's so many traveling teams. Everybody thinks their kids, are, you know, Steve has talked about this before. These parents all think their kids are superstars because they're on a club team. Well, now there's 40 club teams now, so right, they can't all right. be they can't all be stars. Um, so I just think it's the you think the they do because of the money. Yeah, the money, and then there's all these traveling teams now. You, you think your kid's better because he's on a traveling team when you go to Denver and you know Blaine, Minnesota, and Omaha and Billings and all these other places to play sports or and follow your kids, whether it's soccer or or baseball or volleyball, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it's too bad we don't do that for football. We might be a little more successful. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Here. I appreciate but, it. Um, um, thanks for getting in. No, I appreciate that. That's interesting. I think I think he's right on that. Um, do parents care more today? Well, he said the answer is I think so because all the money invested. All the money invested. Hey, we're going to travel here and we got hotels and we got all this stuff. I mean, boy, it looks like parents today care a lot. Looks like they care a lot. I think about that. Would my parents have done the travel thing if that was available to me? Like back in the day, I mean, again, I'm trying to tell you I'm not that old. I mean, believe me or not. But um, I didn't have all the travel stuff. You know, I, I did baseball, basketball, football. 
and, you know, played stuff in the summer, a little bit uh, basketball with my high school team and, and stuff like that and did football workouts and, and the whole thing. I wasn't going all over kingdom come playing on this AAU team and that. We didn't have that even back in the day. Um, would my parents have done that? Um, I'm not so sure on that. I'm not so sure on that. Um, thanks for calling your live today. Do parents care more today? You go ahead. I think parents are too involved today. <laughs> I think, you know, looking back, you know, but I'm, I'm an 89 graduate, and so I'm taking a long ways back. But, you know, when I did travel soccer, and it was the parents would take turns. You didn't have every parent traveling with the kids individually. There was more team bonding. Okay, there okay. Six, there were six kids in a hotel room. And all eating together, not so much separation. I don't think that I think there's not as much team bonding, and, and the kids don't have a chance to become better teammates because of it. I think it's everything's just uh, separate with the parents. When yeah, they go I, the I see on that. I see. On, and by the way, it's a social club now too. By the way, you know, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Hey, you know, you're in this group and this parent group, and um, yeah, that that develops too. I, I got you on that. Uh, more involved, more involved. I would believe that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, I think that's right, too. And sometimes, I mean, that's not good. More involved, you could say, well, more involved in a good way? Uh, sometimes not. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. My parents wouldn't dream of talking, uh, having meetings with coaches. My parents would have, would, they didn't dream of it. They did not dream of it. I mean, and they would complain or this and that to me, to me. But they did not dream about it. I'm going to go meet with the coach and talk to him and that a little Nate should play this or play that? No way. No way. Um, Now, my mom would let me know that, okay? (laughs) And by the way, did I ever want him talking to the coach? I did not. I did not. I mean, I would have just died. Um, Listener text on this, 720-1067. Do parents care more today about their kids' sports than our parents did? I'm interested in it. Uh, Lister text. It's a loaded question, Nate. Our parents raised us in a time when athletics, college scholarships weren't as big of a route to a career or education. Academics were more important. For the kids being raised now, there's more emphasis on sports than academics. Interesting, interesting thought. By the way, I've had to stop myself a little bit. So we're a sports family, enjoy sports, believe in sports, big time. Big time for life lessons, um, teammates, the uh, the whole thing you learn, all of it. Determination, hard work, not giving up, uh, working with others, communication. I mean, you could just keep on going. Okay, I believe in it, big time, big time. But I stop myself sometimes. And say, I always say this, and it's and it's important. Let's stay dialed in in school. That's the ticket. Now, if you're an unbelievable athlete, that's great. But let's stay dialed in in school. My brother was an unbelievable athlete. I like taking him on a little bit. But um, he was an unbelievable athlete. But an academic All-American. Okay? And, I, and, I, and I, so I know what you're saying is it can get clouded pretty quickly. It can get clouded pretty quickly. Athletics is the ticket. And what people don't know, it's a little newsflash from the Nate Brown Show today. As I worked in college athletics and, and, and I was in charge of college scholarships and the whole thing. Little news flash for you. It's great to get an athletic scholarship and you could be playing at a pretty high level, pretty high level. Those academic scholarships, a lot of the times, for most of the kids, 
they just hammer the athletic scholarships. The academic scholarships are the real ticket. No, it's a little secret. Little secret. Um, just uh, keep that in keep that in mind. Now, maybe I'm an unbelievable athlete. The whole thing. That's great. My brother was D1, full ride. The whole thing. It was great. His ticket to success in life was through the academic side. What he's doing now. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what's the final results here? Well, not final, but the votes are coming in. Do parents care more today about their kids' sports than our parents did when we were growing up? 74% of you say yes. 74% say yes. 26% say no. Our parents cared as much. All right, quick timeout. Back with A.J. Perez. This is a massive shift in the world of college sports. The Big Ten. What does it cost? Media rights for ESPN or CBS or Fox. Who's going to get the Big Ten media rights? It looks like it's going to be a big shift. A.J. Perez on the Story Front Office Sports, live from New York next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 67. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 97. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows around 69. Mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday with daytime highs approaching 100. 96 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 93. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Sturgis Rally got you fired up? Need to unwind? Stop by the newest smoke shop in Rapid City, Smokes for Less, located in the old French's Cleaners building on Mount Rushmore Road, with a huge selection of tobacco, pipes, glass, dugouts, Delta 8, Kratom, and vapor products. They got you covered. Offering the lowest prices, they won't be undersold. Get three vapes for $30 with 400 different selections, only at Smokes for Less. Located in the old French's Cleaners building on Mount Rushmore Road, Smokes for Less, where nobody offers more for less. Must be of age to purchase. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Welcome back in the Drive at Five presented by Summit Automotive Group, SummitAutoGRP.com. Start your next pre-owned vehicle search right there. The inventory's up. You can take a look and then experience the Summit difference. You'll enjoy it. No gimmicks, none of that stuff. Okay, it's Summit. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Drive at Five of the Nate Brown Show. Um, interesting question I'm asking you all. Do our parents, uh, well, do parents today care more about their kids' sports than our parents did? It seems like an easy answer. Oh, of course, man. We're nuts today. We are just off the charts today. I, I get it. My parents cared a lot, but in a lot different ways, right? And at least that's my experience. Um, listener text coming in. The pressure on kids playing all these sports today is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. There is pressure on on little kids, eight, nine years old. There is pressure. It's interesting. We're just, you know supposed to develop and have some fun and, and stuff, and there's pressure. We got to do this. We got to do that. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's interesting. All right. AJ Perez is in tonight. Front office sports senior reporter. Frontofficesports.com. One of my favorite sites in the business of sports. Follow him on Twitter at by AJ Perez. Let's talk Big Ten media rights. This could be really interesting. Um, AJ, thanks for coming on. How are you? Not bad. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Um, so here's the deal. I'll start with this. Big Ten negotiating the media rights, and um, it looks as though it could be a massive deal. One of the headlines is, AJ, it looks like, ESPN's out of this. ESPN's been covering Big Ten football and basketball for a long time. What was your early uh, take on seeing ESPN falling out of the uh, negotiations? Yeah, it was, uh, it's was. it been like four decades since they've been broadcasting uh, pretty much almost since the start of ESPN. Uh, they've, uh, you know, years after the, after the launch is when they, they got the rights, and uh, they've, you know, they've done a lot with them. Um, but this is... The backdrop is the SEC has gotten even huger and more dominant as far as the football league goes. And also, you can, this comes to the backdrop of a, couple, a few different things, one being the, uh, the Pac-12 and, and um, the Big 12 negotiations. Um, so that, which, are, which, are, which are ongoing, those contracts are up soon. And also, that, you know, the, the ESPN, I must say, they, they, they have a great deal right now broadcasting the 29 NCAA championships. Um, that includes that, that, that includes uh, everything from uh, college baseball, college softball to women's basketball, Division One championships. So they those rights are coming up too. So they, I think, it was kind of a little bit of a refocus. Obviously, ESPN, it's Disney. They could have the they, they have the money, but what package do they want, and what did the uh, you know, and how much do they want to pay? I, I don't think they wanted the CBS package, the third tier package um, that that uh, you know that part of this. You know, there's Fox. Because you, you, you have Fox, you got NBC, you've got CBS involved. Um, you still know who's going to get what, but um, as far as the Big Ten goes, but there's also a streaming partner. So it, you know, they, ESPN could have settled for a lower tier, but you know that that's not what they usually do. They want the you know they they've got the college football playoffs already. You know they got the SEC, and they have other big major college properties. So um, I think that's uh, it was kind of part of, part of their math was you know do we. Do we need? Do we need them? Even even though you put, yeah, USC, UCLA, someone on board. Do we need? Uh, you know, do we need that? Uh, you know, that property. And this is the thing, AJ. Let's get into the money side of this. I want people to understand. It looks like just a couple of years ago, ESPN got the SEC rights for three hundred million. That that's just a couple of years yeah. ago. They got SEC rights for three hundred million. 
the reporting is CBS is looking to pay for the Big Ten rights right now, three hundred and fifty million. And that's not even just gonna that's not yeah. the whole thing. That's just a slot. That's just the three thirty Eastern yeah, slot. And it's not the best slot. Right, yeah. right. So what yeah. should we I mean, it's 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 an unbelievable explosion of media rights where CBS could pay that much, NBC could pay another three hundred million. This seems crazy compared to the ESPN deal with with the SEC. I think part of this is that I, I think the streaming part of the of the of the Big Ten is not going to be the major part of it. We'll, we, we shall see that they're still you know I, they're still really really don't know how that's going to land up outside of ESPN not being a part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean it just, it just goes to show you what live sports program you know about what live sports programming does, and you you can't time shift it. People rarely people will will watch it or. Now, record it or use their, yes, I have a streaming service, UCTV. Now, record it on that and watch it later. No one does that for life sports. They do it for everything else. And there's so many other opportunities, uh, you know, to, you know, between Netflix, Hulu, and all the other places to watch other programming. You know, that's what, you know, it's the value of life sports. It's not going away. And especially now with Amazon getting into it, making, making the big push, all the hires they've done with the Thursday um, Night Football, uh, now that they're the exclusive home for it. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's, and Apple getting into the game a, a little bit of a time, a little bit at a time. Uh, so it's it's, and I'm sure YouTube with Google, you know, there's there's going to be there's, there's going to be a lot of money flowing. It's not always going to be from the networks. It's interesting. Um, AJ Perez joins us, FrontOfficeSports.com senior reporter, talking Big Ten meteorites. Looks like it's ending the relationship with ESPN, getting set to go maybe across multiple platforms. CBS, Fox, NBC jumping into the fray could have like morning, midday, and night. What about Apple, Amazon? Really not being mentioned right now. That was thrown around. Why aren't they in the mix? I think I think I think a part of it is the streaming package is not going to be the most part. You know, the not it won't be the marquee of the top one, two, or even three of of, of the packages discussed for the big for the big ten. Um, and I think they're you know they're still growing. They're still you know they they're still making hires. Um, and we're a few weeks out from Thursday night football uh, starting. Um, so you know I think it's like, it takes a lot to build up the sports network. You know, there's a lot of you know there's 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 only a few you know there's they're ESPN the behemoth, obviously, and they can pretty much handle anything. But even Fox is, isn't as large, and you and 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 you need to be able to scale up and scale up quickly and put on, you know, if, and if you're a streaming provider, you know, make sure you're you're you have you have talent, and the talent costs money, and a lot of those a lot of those uh, you know, producers and people in front of the camera are tied up in in, in long term contracts. So it's it's definitely a challenge. This looks like AJ to me, and I haven't, you know, we haven't finalized all the numbers. The Big Ten, if they get these meteorite deals, CBS, NBC, Fox, they're going to generate so much revenue. They they look like they'll surpass the SEC as it sits now, right? Yeah, I mean, until the next pack comes out. But yeah, but it's also, you know, these these schools also, the SEC schools, especially the Alabama and such, they they have multimedia rights deals that are unrivaled. I mean, they what what they get. Um, and it, and it just comes at a time when uh, when two contracts aren't paying as much, and we saw UCLA finally settle with um, with their lawsuit with um, with Under Armour. You know, there's those aren't as lucrative, but uh, but these multimedia rights deals, local 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 radio shows, uh, packages, and stuff, and and the and um, all the advertising that's still gonna they're they're not gonna be hurting. And um, and it's I I think uh, you know 
they're kind of in the middle of this of this ESPN deal, and I don't don't get paid, and they're going to get paid well, when even more, you know, than they already are, much more uh, when that time comes. AJ Perez on tonight. His work front office sports.com senior reporter. Find him on Twitter at by AJ Perez. Big Ten media rights um, in negotiation. I think it's going to be a massive deal. AJ, good stuff, man. Thanks for the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate your time. AJ Perez on tonight. Senior reporter, front office sports.com, live from New York by A.J. Perez on Twitter. So I want to just um, put this into perspective. It's hard to maybe listen to all these numbers and, and everything on the radio. And, and I'm looking at these stories, so I want to make sure everybody's aware. ESPN has the rights to the SEC. They have all these rights to the SEC, okay? Because you, uh, you see the night game and, and the whole thing. They just did a deal a couple of years ago. This was a new one for $300 million a year. ESPN pays the SEC $300 million a year. Now the Big Ten is negotiating with CBS and NBC, plus Fox is in the middle of this. They've already got um, some Big Ten stuff and that Big Noon Saturday stuff. Okay, Fox has already got, they've got the Big Noon Saturday going on. But here's the new one. The New York Post is reporting CBS could pay the Big Ten $350 million a year for one game a week. That, <laughs> that would be that 1.30 Mountain Time start, that middle-of-the-day game, okay? 3.30 Eastern. CBS could pay in the neighborhood of $350 million a year for that slot. Then on top of that, who's going to have the night game in the Big Ten? NBC could pay for that. Around 300 million, another 300 million. Are you counting at home? ESPN's got SEC rights for 300 total. The Big Ten may get a couple of slots for 650 million a year. That that's what the reporting is today. And ESPN said as they were negotiating here over the last couple of days, we're out. We're out. We'll take the SEC. So what you're going to have is, in a nutshell. You're going to have SEC football and basketball on ESPN, ABC. You're going to have Big Ten football and basketball on CBS, Fox, and NBC. That, that's what it looks like. And the Big Ten media rights are just going to open up the floodgates with revenue sharing. Because every Big Ten school then gets a portion of this revenue. I think that's going to bump them up over the SEC, at least it looks like. I mean, that's twice as much from two companies. Twice as much... Um, that ESPN's given uh, the SEC. It's wild. Not finalized yet. That's the reporting uh, today. Let's go to the high school football front. An update on preparation for the 2022 season. Rapid City Christian back with a new head football coach. They had a first-year head coach last year. Now they've got a new head coach this year. It's Matt McIntosh. What's his update on Comets football next? You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Think Bigfoot is real? Maybe, but CD rates over 2%? Totally real. A CD rate that's hard to believe is yours right now at Highmark Credit Union. Earn up to 2.15% on a 22-month certificate with a bump-up feature or a 1.65% interest on a 4-month certificate. There's a $500 minimum investment with this limited-time offer. Select from a variety of CDs and put your money to work. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. 
all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going. With Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. From the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. And welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Glad you're here as always. Remember, the podcast is always up and ready if you can't catch the show live. Great guests across the board tonight. Local, regional, national guests. Some of the big sports newsmakers popping in. And I'll tell you, we've got the podcast available. If you can't catch it live, download the podcast. It's there at foxsportsrapidcity.com or where you download your podcast. The Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it where you find your podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google. It's all there. The Nate Brown Show podcast available. We've been dropping by high school football practice. I love doing this, getting set for the season. Let's go to the Rapid City Christian. Rapid City Christian playing 11-man football now. If you're not aware, they, they, they got into this last year. Back at 11-man football, there's a lot of growth at Rapid City Christian, right? So they're up to the 11-man ranks. They got an interesting schedule. St. Thomas Moore on that schedule and more. Head coach for the Comets is Matt McIntosh taking over in his first year, and he joins us for an update as they get set. Coach, good to have you on. How are you? Hey, Nate, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I appreciate it. I know it's busy, so I just want to I want to ask you about this. New head coach, you've got a lot of things to go over, and the way it's all structured, there's not a lot of time, Coach. I mean, it's, it's, it's tight for coaches that have been there for a long time. How are you dealing with the, the urgency here? Yeah, I mean, we certainly have that sense of urgency. We have a record number of kids this year, which is great for our program. It also means that we've got a bunch of guys that have never played football before. So uh, you have an urgency built in with some kids that really don't know the basics as far as how many people are on a field at one time, uh, how many men are on the line of scrimmage. And so we're trying to cover the basics while also preparing and getting ready for game one here in less than two weeks. Okay, so that's interesting. You bring up an interesting topic. You've been a coach for a while. Um, You've seen football. Um, First year as a head coach at at a high school level. But when you say kids, they, they haven't played football, I get the sense that you want numbers, you want bodies. Um, how did you deal with this? Where, uh, How do we have kids that haven't played football? Do you just say, hey, it's time to play football. I'll, I'll teach you on the go. Yeah, you know, I like to think that it's part of me coming in and bringing the program, but really what it's been is some of the kids have done a great job of recruiting. There's talent at Rapid City Christian, and, and the guys that are coming in are, are not kids that have just been sitting on the couch. They're basketball players, baseball okay. players. 
So it's been pretty easy, really. A kid that jumps out to me is Elijah Hoyt, big-time basketball player. He's six foot six, and he decides he wants to play football this year. And we took him to Black Hill State football camp, and, boy, he just showed up. He had four touchdowns and two picks, and the football coach wanted to talk to him when we're done. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> no, that's a great story. That's interesting. So you're not only dealing with – new players, but now a new system. So I'll ask you about this. When you look at guys that have come back, what does it look like for you? Numbers-wise, returners on offense, returners on defense, that's always key. Sure, and, and I feel very fortunate to be in the position I am because we have a large number of seniors. I think we have eight or nine seniors, which seems to be a little more than average. And so I've got a group of kids who've been in the program, are dedicated, and they, they really just want to be successful this year. And, and that makes it a lot easier when you've got some upperclassmen who take the reins and they, they get these younger guys uh, into shape in a hurry. Matt McIntosh on Rapid City Christian, head football coach. You guys are playing 11-man. Um, how did the guys like it last year? That was the first year back at 11. Um, what what is what did, did that help the, to get that under their belt? No more nine man. Some of these guys were used to that. Getting a year of eleven man has that helped these guys? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, nine man's great football. It's fun to watch. It's a lot of speed. Uh, but when you go eleven man, you, you got to figure out how to get an offensive line put together, and that's really the issue that we have is, is getting some some bigger guys on that old line and get them developed. I think the kids, the athletic positions, they're, they're good at nine man, eleven man, six man, whatever it might be. It's it's uh, the the challenge is getting those big guys and offensive line built up, and so far so good. Okay, let me ask you about this schedule. It's going to be a challenge. One team that pops out early is St. Thomas More. These teams played each other a long, long time ago, Matt. Before you and I were even getting involved here. But um, what what does a game like that do? St. Thomas More, Rapid City Christian, kind of maybe uh, the early start of a little friendly rivalry. Yeah, I sure hope so. I think it's going to be exciting. A lot of these kids uh, know each other, and so it, it didn't take long for uh, me to be around the program to know that our team, they want to beat STM, and, and I'm sure it's the same the other way around. I really would love to be able to start developing a strong football presence, West River, and, and you need good teams like STM to do that, and so we're looking forward to the challenge. They're a great program. They've been well coached for a long time, and and, you know, one step at a time, we got to beat the lead Deadwood first, but they're on our radar. Matt McIntosh in tonight getting set. Um, what's the big focus right now, Coach? You just have a short amount of time. You're trying to get these guys conditioned, um, get your offense in. What's the focus? Yeah, it, it's polishing up at this point. We pretty much put in what we're going to put in uh, for that first game. And so we have a scrimmage set for Saturday. We're going to go into the lights. we got the – uh, some referees going to help us out, some family members that do some refing, and so we'll have a chain gang. So we're going to try to get those first game jitters out a week ahead of time and, and so get some of these guys prepared, younger guys that haven't played yet on that stage. And so we're looking forward to that. That'll be really the first game feel that we'll have. Rapid City Christian getting set to play lead Deadwood. It's coming up soon. The head coach for the Comets in his first year, Matt McIntosh, will cover him here as we're going to have that game on, the first one. Christian taking on Lee Deadwood uh, coming up. Coach, good to have you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. All right. Appreciate your time. Matt McIntosh on. We're going to actually cover that in that week one game. Um, it's coming up, right? It's coming up a couple of weekends here. Rapid City Christian is going to play Lee Deadwood. We're going to open up with that uh, in our high school football game of the week. 
And uh, we've got a nice schedule coming together. Nice schedule coming together for high school football coverage on Fox Sports Rapid City. There's just nobody else that uh, wants to, you know, cover as much high school football. So we got Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurge getting set to go. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Great uh, football season straight ahead. Christian St. Thomas Moore, Stephen Central. Uh, we'll cover him here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And we'll start with the Gold Diggers and the Comets. Head coach for Rapid City Christian with an update, Matt McIntosh. A record number of players for Rapid City Christian. How about that? Record number of football players on the roster. We come right back with who's hot and who's not. We'll wrap up the Tuesday show with a couple of things you need to hear. I've, I've waited a long time for this. Who's hot and who's not. I hate to tell you, the Broncos' um, sale was finalized today. You know, everyone said, oh, you know, this, oh, this, are they going to get a good owner? Yeah, we got Rob Walton, Walmart Air, one of the richest owners out there. In my who's not category, though, because of this Broncos sale, Who's the guy that I put in my who's not that could have benefited so much from this Broncos $4.65 billion sale? You don't want to miss that. And plus, a new sports league that I think nobody even knows about in Rapid City, South Dakota, just raking in millions of dollars. How is that? It's on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Don't have credit built up? No problem. Have a hiccup on your credit? No worries. At Gateway Autoplex, we have you covered. We'll walk you through the process of finding the perfect car, getting your loan approved, and going over the credit rebuilder program step-by-step step so you can drive away the same day. No hassles? No worries? Just our friendly staff working hard to get you into that new car you want. We've made it easy for you to get pre-approved in minutes at gatewayapproves.com. Gateway Autoplex with two locations in Rapid City, 410 North Campbell Street and 123 Omaha Street. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 67. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 97. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Mainly clear again tomorrow night, lows around 69. Mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday with daytime highs approaching 100. 96 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 93. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, let's do this on a Tuesday. Who's hot and who's not? We are all hot today. It's a warm one. It's going to be a warm week, all right? We can't complain. I mean, a few months from now, we're going to be, oh, it's cold. I'll take the hot. It's okay. A little moisture mixed in. Would be okay. Who's hot and who's not brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. I remind you, the new Fun Zone Arcade is open at the Pizza Ranch South. 3,000 more square feet, more party rooms. That's the place for events. Take the kids, have fun, come for the buffet, stay for the Fun Zone Arcade. Brand new expansion of the Pizza Ranch South. You can hit that up tomorrow night. Kids night, the Pizza Ranch Buffet. Tomorrow, Wednesdays, 
Who's hot category? I guess it's going to go to this league. I know about this league. I've kind of tried following it. It's just out of my um, radar. And I think most of you are like, what, what is this league? There's a company called Overtime, and they've started a basketball league where they're paying superstar high school basketball players six figures. So they got high school kids in their like last year of high school. They say, hey, come and play for us, Overtime Elite. It's a basketball league. And they pay them six figures, and they got these players. They created some teams. It's not even that many teams. Overtime Elite has investors. Jeff Bezos, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, some massive companies. Um, they are raking in dollars. They raised $250 million to date. They just got another $100 million round. Overtime Elite. A basketball league paying high school kids that are the best of the best, I guess, to play hoops. And how do they make money? Sponsorships, social media, uh, licensing. Overtime Elite has 65 million social media followers and 2 billion monthly video views of their basketball videos. I mean, I just, I'm like, what? All right. They're looking to launch uh, even more teams. Overtime Elite. A basketball league that's uh, not in my radar, but just making money and getting major investors. Um, speaking of making money, he could have done it today. It would have been a big deal, a big deal today. In my who's not category, it is John Elway. Why? The Denver Broncos today sold officially. The owners approved it. Okay, all the owners voted. They approved it. Rob Walton has bought the Broncos with his ownership group. $4.65 billion in 1998 when John Elway was retiring. He was offered 20% of the Denver Broncos from Pat Bolin. John Elway was offered 20% of the Denver Broncos. They offered it to him for $36 million. He didn't take the deal. John Elway would have come away today if he would have invested $36 million in 1998. He would have made today $930 million. I guess he better sell a few more cars. Back tomorrow. Sorry, John. Back tomorrow at 4. The Nate Brown Show in. The podcast going up tonight.